Hello and welcome to Disability Decoded live from London with some New York edits, I am quite sure. As ever, I am Nadine, your host. In this episode, we are going to go over going home to family as someone completely new and about the differences between New York and London in the terms of accessibility, the attitudes, the stations, the challenges. At present, I don't need extra help in an airport, but many of us already know the struggle many disabled people face there. People left on board the aircraft and forgotten about because the firms, the airports, contact to help can't check the flight status. Airlines destroying mobility aids, which has caused not just a loss of freedom and independence, but also death. A man died at London Gatwick in 2022 after falling down the escalator after deciding not to wait any further for assistance. I want to really ram home what mobility aids are for disabled people and how losing them can be devastating. According to the Department of Transportation, US Airlines reported mishandling more than 800 wheelchairs in October 2022, translating to almost 1.5 damaged chairs for every 100 flown. Over countless articles about this. People's wheelchairs being left out in the rain and ground staff not bothering to try and dry it. And given it must have been clear to look at, many chairs are powered electrically. I'm, I'm not even sure why the chairs aren't given proper priority here. If you can book priority boarding, then you can give priority to special items. <laughs> given that airlines only shell out less than $20 in a food voucher if they cause you to miss your connection, I'd hate to see what they offer for mobility aids that are often specially made. I'm sure you already know this, but it's not cheap. But I didn't experience any of that. I just drank a bit too much at the airport. My issues with travelling for such a long period was that I needed a larger suitcase, so walking through London isn't exactly accessible. I used the Piccadilly line to get to a courier office to send my documents to the US Embassy. I'm not even going to go into all of that because it's... Ugh. And so coming up the stairs at Holborn was not easy. Nor were the cobbled-like streets and uneven paving slabs. I did, however, only have one fall. So that's something, I guess. I was looking forward to seeing the new Elizabeth line as it runs straight from Heathrow to my sister's flat. Not only is it a pleasant purple colour on the map and in the train cars, the stations on the line are accessible from train to street. Obviously, since some of the stations are quite old, you do need to get off at certain stations so you can arrange a ramp to be waiting for you if needed. And you need to board certain cars so station staff can easily find you. And the train is actually longer than some of the platforms at the stations. That, that wasn't great. <laughs> the central London stations also have platform screen doors, which is always good so you don't fall or get shoved into the path of an oncoming train. I was assured that... Well, hello. What? Hello, kitten. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, yes, Stalin, that's, that's my microphone. 
time. <laughs> okay. She's, she's just sniffing it, if you can um, hear some of that. Um, this is my sister's cat, Shiro. She's a white British short hair. Um, you know, my sister's at work at the moment, so <laughs> I'm sitting in the bathroom and she's come to see what I'm doing. What? I will feed you after I finish this, all right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay. <laughs> anyway, I was assured that there would be a lift at the station, and there was, but it was out of order. I really hope that it's in order again by the time I leave. Edit. It was. Even a well and able-bodied person may struggle up those stairs, so I resign myself to the fact I may be injured and struggled up the stairs. A person did try to come to my aid. It was clear to me that she was deaf and after some signing, she tried to get a station worker to help. She was unsuccessful, but another offered me help. What was annoying was after both kind people continued on their day, I bumped into the station worker who ignored the calls for help and realised it was just little old me who needed help and proceeded to mock how the woman tried to communicate with him. As many of us know, many people who are born deaf cannot often replicate how hearing people make sounds, resulting in a unique way of speaking. It's just how it is sometimes, but I saw no need for someone who works with the public to behave in such a manner. I was exhausted from my journey, but not exhausted that I didn't tell him off that. So I met with my sister and we went back to hers. I went to see Back to the Future the musical, and while I didn't need any access help, barring the lift, it's always nice to see updated theatres. I see too many with haphazardly built ramps or lifts that are excessively slow, or just don't open when you get to your floor because someone programmed it incorrectly that evening. I will say that if you have the opportunity to go and watch Back to the Future the Musical, you definitely should. Um, obviously they change it because, you know, certain things don't translate from film to stage. But the essence of the story is still there and if you love the movie, it's definitely worth seeing if you can afford it. When you leave London, things get a little bit more difficult in the realms of accessibility. I went to visit my grandmother who lives in a small village. It was about time they had installed a platform lift and I did see station staff scrambling to help someone in need of a, of a ramp. They said they called and I know they did. The staff at the station sometimes enjoy leaving things like this until the last minute. Luckily, our stop was at the end of the line. In many villages and rural areas, there's often uneven or non-existent pavements, which even if you're just aging, this isn't ideal. And of course you are out of the way when it comes to medical help. This is the first time in five years I've been able to properly visit the UK. And I'm sure many of us know how hard it can be when we've grown as much as we have. I'm happy with how I've grown as a performer and as a person. And coming back to things and people who have not changed 
or have actually regressed and is quite disheartening. Being with either of my sisters was fine. They would be encouraging me to wear my braces if I was in pain or offering things they knew could help. However, some people were not as helpful. I'm sorry my body hasn't got the memo that is still too young to be in this state. I'm sorry, but what am I gaining by faking my condition? This is coming from family who know my pain, which is so much more hurtful than from a stranger. I've also been keeping up with some hypocrisy in our performance world. I was told to watch a dance from Strictly Come Dancing, the British version of Dancing with the Stars, which featured deaf actress Rose Ailing Ellis and partner Giovanni Panis. And their dance had a section where the music stops and they dance in silence. It was stunning, quite frankly, and in my opinion, what art can and should be about. While it is easier to dance with music for the counts and as it adds layers, elements, it's not needed. Deaf performers can often sense a bass beat, but counts exist without the music, so it's a powerful way to perform and highlight the deaf community. Fast forward to strictly announcing that those in wheelchairs were able to be contestants and the able-bodied can't seem to accept it. You have people complaining the show should be called Strictly Come Pushing, or that they love dancing, but if you add a but, you don't love dance at all. You just love the stereotypical beauty that comes alongside it. Or people saying, I'm all for inclusion, but if you add a but, you aren't all about inclusion. You just cannot stand something looking different to what you are expecting it to look like. Wheelchair dancing is a thing that isn't even you. It started in Sweden in 1968, so it's almost 60 years old. What I'm seeing here is because Rose Ailing Ellis passes for able-bodied by just looking at her, she is inspirational and applauded. She's a beautiful looking person, and that obviously makes people comfortable in that regard, which really annoys me. Art isn't just your idea of beautiful people doing your idea of beautiful things. Art is everything and everyone. Art is as much about those who are socially accepted as beautiful as those who are not socially accepted as beautiful. Art and beauty are subjective. Remember that. Kate Stanforth, a ballerina who uses a wheelchair, said she was close to tears reading some of the comments posted by so-called fans. I'm not sure why anyone thinks there are such restrictions when it comes to dance or any form of artistry. If your response to a wheelchair user on a dance show is, I'm going to stop watching, then please do. I assure you, the BBC will wipe its eyes with all the money they have, waving you goodbye. I'm going to leave you today with these quotes from Kate Stanforth's Twitter. Edited, because I don't want to label this show as explicit. 
The people currently imploding at the news, Strictly is going to feature a wheelchair user don't care about dancing. They just don't want to see disabled people doing it. Disabled people get to dance, have intimate fun, laugh and sing. We are deeply sorry disabled joy triggers you. It's a minor point, but the number of people saying the lifts are going to be hard makes me worry about Britain's education system. These people genuinely think wheelchair users are bound to the chair. Pretty sure the pro will lift the celeb. Not them and their wheels.